Yesterday was step one in what appears to be the end of the Derek Carr era in Las Vegas. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome to the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everyone is having a great start to their Thursday. We've got a big one here today on the show as the Raiders make a decision that might be a little shocking to some as they bench Derek Carr. They sit him down for the remainder of the season. He's actually left the team to not be a distraction. And so this could be the beginning of the end of the Derek Carr era in Las Vegas. So we'll get into that, some potential suitors, what this is all going to look like and how quickly this process is going to play out. But before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. They remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. All you got to do is head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Silly me for thinking that at the end of the show yesterday when I told everybody, we would, yeah, let's focus on Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about the the strategy that the Tennessee Titans should maybe employ for this game and should they sit some people and what the game plan should really look like for a game that doesn't really matter. It's that Week 18 game against the Jags that's going to matter. Silly me for thinking that in the NFL news cycle 24 hours later that that would still be a story. We'll touch on that in the one more thing uh, at the end of the show. But the Raiders making the news yesterday uh, that they are benching Derek Carr. They are turning to Jared Stidham to be their starting quarterback over the final two weeks of the season. And not just that, but that Derek Carr is going to be inactive over the final two weeks of the season. Uh, he's stepping away from the team in order to not be a distraction. What appears to be the first move uh, to end the Derek Carr relationship with the Las Vegas Raiders, what, eight, nine seasons after it ha- has begun there for him in both first Oakland and now Las Vegas. So the timing of this news, uh, you know, does make some sense. There's a lot of financial incentives for the Las Vegas Raiders. February 15th of next season, uh, 32 and a half, uh, $32.9 million. His 2023 uh, salary becomes fully guaranteed and seven and a half million of his 2024 money becomes fully guaranteed. And that's obviously protected against injury. So the Raiders don't want him getting hurt here over the final two weeks of the season. And, and that injury lingering into the start of 2023, where, They'd have to keep him on the books and then keep that money associated with them. But that key date that I mentioned there, February 15th, that is when the Raiders are going to have to make a decision one way or another. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to cut him? Uh, Because I do not see him being on the roster by the time February 15th rolls around one way or another. And that's when things get really, really interesting. Uh, Derek Carr over the next three seasons, owed about $116 million in new cash. So if you trade for Derek Carr, that is what you're signing yourself up for, a three-year, $116 million commitment, all cash, all up front, $32.9 million due in 2023, and then I think it's like $40-plus million over the final two years of that contract. So if you are in the market, if you are looking to get a quarterback that's going to take you over the hump, that's what you're signing up for. You're going to trade for Derek Carr, take on that kind of money, and also give up whatever draft capital the Raiders are going to ask for in return. Now let's talk about potential fits for Derek Carr. What teams could make sense? Well, that's when things get very, very interesting because I think the list is pretty, pretty extensive. Here's how this kind of breaks down when you look at it in terms of teams uh, that could be, that I think are teams that are going to be interested in Derek Carr. The Jets, the Dolphins, 
the Ravens if they move on from Lamar Jackson, the Texans, the Colts, the Commanders, the Giants maybe, the Panthers, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Seahawks, all of those teams potentially either already have a need at quarterback or could potentially have a need at quarterback. The Dolphins, if Tua does choose to retire, choose to put his health first and not play next season, they are a team that's going to shoot up the board in terms of teams that are going to need a quarterback. If the Ravens move Lamar Jackson, they move on from Lamar Jackson, they're a team that's going to be in the mix. If Tom Brady doesn't return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're a team that's in the mix. If the Giants don't want to bring Daniel Jones back, they're a team in the mix. If the Seahawks miss out on bringing Geno Smith back or they just choose not to pay that kind of price, they could be in the mix. And so the teams, it gets really, really endless. Now, here's the other thing that's very important about that. I just listed off all those teams. Jets, Dolphins, Ravens, Texans, Colts, Commanders, Giants, Panthers, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Seahawks. All teams that potentially make sense one way or another. Derek Carr's got a full no-trade clause in his contract, meaning he gets to pick where he's going to go. So I think teams like the Texans, the Colts, the Commanders, the Saints, the Falcons, I think you kind of scratch those teams off the list. I think when you look at this, you look at teams that are probably ready now, quarterback away, you put him on this team, and that team takes that next step up, and they're ready to be a contender. They're ready to be in the mix. So you look at teams like the Dolphins. You look at teams like the Jets. You look at teams like probably the Seahawks. You look at teams like the Ravens. You look at teams like uh, potentially the Bucks. Those are teams that I think you potentially look at as teams that make sense. Uh, that would I think Derek Carr would be willing to move his no-trade clause for. Again, we don't know, and I'm sure those conversations are probably happening behind closed doors between the Raiders and Derek Carr now. Because again, it's December 29th when I'm doing the show. February 15th, this decision has to be made by. So you're looking at a... Alex Smith type trade. Remember when that trade happened in the in-between of the conference championship games in the Super Bowl? Remember when that was agreed to, but it couldn't be done until the new league year? Remember when, when that went down? It's going to be a trade like that. In the middle of the postseason, we're going to find out that the Raiders have agreed to a deal with a specific team uh, for Derek Carr, and the compensation will be agreed to, and they will move on. Or they're going to cut him before February 15th, and then it's going to be a free-for-all of where Derek Carr wants to go. But here's the problem with the Raiders. They've, they've kind of put all their cards on the table. They've kind of told everybody that they want to move on for Derek Carr. So what kind of leverage do they have? They've benched him for the final two weeks. They've told him, uh, they've agreed that he's going to stay away from the building. Everybody knows the February 15th deadline that the team has. doesn't create a lot of leverage for the Las Vegas Raiders to get a hefty return for Derek Carr. So what kind of return could you be looking at? Maybe a couple of uh, date, maybe a day two and a day three pick, maybe a couple of day three picks. I don't know ultimately what it's going to look like because, again, I don't think the Raiders are dealing from an opportunity of strength. Do the New York Jets entice the Las Vegas Raiders with Zach Wilson as a trade chip? Now, the Jets would have to associate some dead money with that, but I think just try to move on from, from Zach Wilson and to get in what they believe at that point would be their franchise quarterback in Derek Carr, it might make some sense. How do the Raiders feel about Zach Wilson? How does Josh McDaniels feel about Zach Wilson as a potential trade chip? They're the only team that can offer something like that in a trade that could produce value that could replace a draft pick. And so that's where this gets really, really interesting of what this could potentially look like. So as I sit here, again, I think of a couple of teams that make sense. I think the Jets make sense. I think the Seahawks make sense. Um, I think the Dolphins make some sense if they do move on from Tua or Tua decides to move on from football one way or the other. Those are a couple of teams that I think jump to the front of the line, but those teams are going to call the Raiders bluff. They're going to wait them out. They're really going to make them sweat. And so does a bidding war arbitrarily start because there is a hard deadline on this and teams really feel that they have to beat out these other teams to get Derek Carr? What does the Jimmy G free agency do to this? What the, the Jets, What? how do they feel about Mike White? If Tua stays as a Miami Dolphin, then they're out of the mix, right? If the Seahawks decide to re-sign Geno Smith, then they're out of the mix. And so very quickly, a list of a bunch of suitors could shrink down. And again, Derek Carr also has some leverage here as well where he can really force things. Let's say, let's pick the Panthers as an example. The Panthers 
who have been known to go out and trade for quarterbacks in the offseason, they, they, they go make an offer for uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr doesn't want to go to the Carolina Panthers and says, no, I'm not going to waive my no trade clause to go to Carolina. Well, guess what? Maybe that's the best offer, but Derek Carr controls all, all, all of the cards here. He controls the way that this is going to ultimately end up until he can also call the Raiders bluff. And so there are three pieces of this. There's the Raiders piece, there's the Derek Carr piece, and then there's the opposing teams piece. And again, that February 15th deadline, I think, is looming over all of this here as this is going to play out. And so Derek Carr, I think right now as we sit here, not Jimmy G, not Geno Smith, not potentially Daniel Jones. I think I think Derek Carr is going to be the the bell of the ball. He is going to be the quarterback target. Apart from maybe Tom Brady becoming available and, and wanting to expand his horizons and entertain a couple of different teams. Again, I don't think there would be many. I think the 49ers, the Raiders with Josh McDaniels, and maybe the Dolphins, as we know of the tampering that occurred last year, are the only three teams that I think would make some sense there. By the way, if that were to happen, the Dolphins kind of, we talk about them as a potential suitor for Derek Carr. If Tua moves on, well, if they get Tom Brady, then they're out of that race there, and it kind of changes things a little bit. So I think Derek Carr is going to be one of the, the prized targets here of the quarterback market. I think he's going to be somebody that teams are going to want to go after and are going to want to target. So what does that mean? Does that drive up the price? Again, there's still a three-year, 116 or so million-dollar contract associated with Derek Carr. You're trading for him. He's counting for $32.9 million against the books next season, right? That's cash you got to dole out to Derek Carr. So it's going to be very fascinating to see the way that this plays out. Uh, but this appears to be the end of a Derek Carr era in in Las Vegas. And you can say what you want about Derek Carr. I think everybody who listens to this show and knows me personally knows how I feel about Derek Carr. I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Uh, no questions asked in this league. I think he gets a, a bad rap for some of the situational stuff that's gone on there in Las Vegas. Hasn't had a consistent coaching staff. Has had consistent turnover uh, at all the different positions on, on his team, both on offense and defense. Has never gotten a great supporting cast. And so if you can get a guy who habitually throws for over 4,000 passing yards and doesn't turn the ball over a ton, uh, yes, I know he leads the league in interceptions with 14. Spare me that the you know less than one a game turnover ratio for Derek Carr is not going to scare me away from trading for him. Uh, I think that's a quarterback that can make a lot of teams very happy. And you know, yes, I am rooting for the New York Jets to get him. I will put my biases out there on the table. I am rooting for Derek Carr to be a New York Jet next season, uh, and I would you know do mostly whatever needs to be done in order to get that uh, trade done. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Again, this is now a subplot to the postseason. We're going to be watching the postseason. We're going to be watching. All of these teams make a Super Bowl run. We've talked about the quarterback carousel that's going to occur. You've got teams potentially drafting quarterbacks. Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, all of this stuff we've talked about. Well, guess what? Now Derek Carr has jumped to the front of the line, and now Derek Carr is going to be moved first, and that's going to be the domino that kind of sets up the way the rest of this plays out. So this is something that we all need to keep an eye on because the team that lands Derek Carr, well, you can take them out of the Jimmy G sweepstakes. You can take them out of the potential Geno Smith sweepstakes. You can take them and rule them out as a suitor for one of these other uh, other quarterbacks. And again, that changes the market it changes the dynamic and I think it changes the urgency for a lot of these teams oh and one more thing we'll talk about the Titans Cowboys game tonight and a little bit of breaking news here as I recorded the outro to this show Josh Dobbs going to start tonight at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans with Malik Willis serving as the backup I don't know if this is a benching I don't know if this is a we're waving the white flag on this game and making sure we have all of the healthy players that we need here for uh, week 18 against the Jags in the game that actually matters because this game doesn't matter but this is the approach that the Titans are going to take and we will see how it pans out for them I certainly would think that you'd want to get Malik Willis as many reps as possible if he's going to be your starting quarterback in week 18 so I guess we'll see if this is just a one-week thing to get everybody make sure everybody's healthy for week 18 or if Josh Dobbs is going to be the guy 
for the final two weeks of the season. Does feel kind of weird, does feel out of nowhere, so we'll have to just wait and see ultimately how this plays out. Thanks as always to you for making this show a part of the day. Thanks to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. I hope everybody has a great rest of their Thursday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.